What's up everybody? Welcome back. We are doing the first manager training of the new year, 2022. From the Chalette Home Whoa, Studio. Whoa, the home studio. I wasn't sure how you were going to announce uh, our particular location it today. It happens to also be where we eat dinner and do homework. Yes, so, there's there a lot go. that happens here in the Chalette uh, Home Studio. But uh, Welcome back from the break, everybody. Excited to dive into another session. We've been in a series of uh, manager trainings. We kicked off late last year. Uh, the Relatable Manager. We talked about some of the... Uh, preferences, some of the styles in which we are able to lead and then be aware of in our leadership so we can lead our teams better. And then we move to this great topic of how we work, how we actually lead our teams. We had an episode focused on um, team dynamics. That was our last uh, session together. And today is all about the plan. We're talking plans today. How we actually do the How work. we actually do the work. Um, Brian, you've got a little bit of a freebie, uh, just food for thought to kick us off. Let's dive in. Yeah, the the first notion, I, don't, I just don't want to skip over the simplicity <laughs> of the importance of knowing the work, like what is the work your team's actually doing, making the plan as the manager, supervisor, knowing the plan, and then maybe most importantly, remembering the plan from one conversation to the next. Actually, you know, actually remembering it. What did we <laughs> say we were gonna do? Oh yeah. And sometimes that is a little bit trickier uh, done than said when you have maybe several teams that you're managing or projects or initiatives. Um, but it does really reinforce for the team, in part their, their value and the value of the work when from con one conversation to the next, you can kind of remember, this is the plan, this is where we left off, this is where we're at, um, so that they don't feel like we're constantly having to kind of resurface what is the plan. Do we have a plan? Yeah. Or we're constantly moving into things that are not part of the plan or not within kind of the scope of the plan. Um, so there's just a value in taking the time to remember the plan from one conversation to the next. I think that's very valuable, absolutely. And we're actually gonna talk about at the end of today's session some of the more tactical and practical tools that actually could help in remembering the plan right. as we lead our teams through the course of the year and the days, etc. So we'll come back to that at the end. Um, we're gonna kick off into the first big idea, and this one I really think is is really excellent. I said this to you earlier, Brian. The 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 difference that you're about to highlight between these two ideas to to have our managers and, and supervisors think in terms of a path. Uh, and a goal, not not just a goal, but also a path that leads to the goal. Unpack that idea a little bit. Yeah, so uh, first off, I'll kind of lean on Proverbs, the book of wisdom. Uh, yes. you know, we, we do lean on the Bible quite a bit around here. And in Proverbs, <laughs> it uses the word path uh, like over a hundred times, over three times per chapter. The book of wisdom talks about the path over the destination. Mm. And so it's not that the destination isn't important, but sometimes we can uh, really lean heavily into what is the goal, what is the win, and then we're working real hard, working real hard to get there, but we've maybe uh, looked over or looked too quickly past what is the path to get there. Mm. And I would say if we don't have a path, if we don't have a plan, we might just be wandering, not leading. Mm. We're just kind of meandering around, but we're not leading because we don't have actually a path to where we're trying to go. 
And so I would just say it's really important to understand the need for both. What is the goal? And then what is the path to get there? What's the plan to get there? Uh, Pastor DZ would say, and if it's not written down, you don't have one. You don't have a plan. You don't have a plan. So what is, not just, what? hey, what's the big goal? And we're going to fight and work real hard to get there and and kind of be agile and try stuff and do stuff. But rather, hey, let's take the time to be thoughtful about the path that's going to get there. Get us there. And with that, you you might actually find that you unlock a lot of motivation in certain mm-hmm. people on your team, because some people are very motivated by just like, hey, here's the big goal, and we're just going to fight and fight and fight and fight to get there. Yeah. But there are other people who find a lot more motivation in uh, feeling confident about how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Like I actually believe in how we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, and I. I I'm not maybe as apt to just kind of run, run, run if I'm not sure how we're going to get to the goal. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you have a good goal and you've coupled that with a good path or plan, you've probably unlocked all of your team rather than maybe having one or the other that kind of only unlocks a part of your team. Yeah. Uh, so we really want to lean on the wisdom of Proverbs and say, hey, there's an importance as leaders to having a path and a plan. Um, to go with the goal. If we just keep going from big goal to big goal, but we really don't see how we're going to get there, um, we're probably wandering more than we are leading. Yeah. We're not ha- exhibiting the discipline of actually having a strategy and structure that can that can make it work. Yeah. And even thinking back to our relatable series, some of us just have a, may have a more intuitive uh, approach, or it may come more naturally to us to know the path. And so we might be okay with just a goal. Like as a manager, I might just, here's the goal and I just know how to get there. Yeah. But we have to remember our, our teams may not always intuit to that path. Uh, and so we take the time to outline it, to organize and to make the plan. Cause it's not just for our benefit, it's also for the benefit of those we're leading and investing in as well. Um, who may not intuit to the, to the goal or the path to the goal in the same way that we might. Sure, there's a real self moment in there, which is, hey, if I am gifted in the intuition of knowing how to get where we're going, um, I might actually assume that that's easier than it is for other people mm-hmm. because it's my gift. We often do that with things that we're gifted in. Yeah. Um, I, uh, me, me picking up a guitar yes. and playing a song yes. sounds like serious rocket science. <laughs> And it's probably about as hard for me as my good friend Steve Deal picking up a spreadsheet. Yeah. No, we're just gifted in different things. And sometimes we assume that things that are easy for us because we're gifted in them are easy for everyone. Yeah. So if we have a gifting in the intuition of knowing how to get where we're going, that doesn't mean everybody does. Right. And it's very helpful to the team to articulate that then. Right. Maybe in the form of a roadmap or a plan or so forth. Say, hey, here's how we're going to get there for folks who may not be... Uh, may not have as much intuition around how are we going to get to this big goal. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so good. The plan is not just for us as the manager. The plan is to really serve our teams and help us, help them, you know, help us and them. To yeah, it helps them. us in the, the discipline of saying, okay, you feel like you know how to get there, but can you actually write it down, articulate it, refine it, yep. and then be convinced that that is the actual path. That's great. That's great. So we've made a plan. Uh, at this point, we've, we've, we've identified that we can't just have a goal, but we need a path, which is what the plan is. It's a path to the goal. Um, what level, this will kind of lead us into the second big idea, 
what level as leaders do we need to be involved in all of the plans that we make? Like what does, how, what role does delegation fit into this? You've got some helpful ideas around how we might even take an inventory about what is our involvement look like in all of these different plans? Because it's going to be different depending on the goal that we have, the, the size of team we lead, and, and some sure. of those things. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's a great question. Because um, we just said, hey, know the plan, remember the plan. But as things grow and become more complicated, can I know all the plans and remember all the plans? <laughs> right, you know? right. Um, and it's, it's important to understand this idea because um, it ties also back to developing your team. Um, as you're able to develop your team leaders, you might be less involved in the details of their plans. And a while ago, I kind of learned a good kind of way to assess that. And I'm going to talk through it kind of briefly. Mm. It's in the show notes, but we can unpack it some more. But as you're trying to figure out how deep do I need to be in the plan versus I've developed people, I need to delegate some of that. These are maybe some ways to kind of figure that out. Mm. I say the first part of it is understanding kind of the stages of building a team or an initiative or a project. Understanding the stages. And I'm going to give you kind of four stages. The first stage is kind of the ideas, thinking, approach stage. What, like, what are the ideas around this? How are we thinking about it? How do we think we want to approach it? That's kind of the, the, the first, most nebulous stage. Mm-hmm. And then once you kind of figure that out, you move into structure and strategy. Okay, how do we want to structure the team? What strategy do we want to use to execute this? Then you move into the third phase, which is planning, communication, and executing. This is where you actually write the plan, you communicate what we're doing, you execute it. And then the last phase is uh, check and normalize. Mm -hmm. Check, is it working? Are we accomplishing what we had hoped to do? (laughs) And then normalize, okay, this is working, this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna normalize it in the organization. So as you move through those stages, you have different levels of involvement in the actual plan. Obviously, early on, you have more involvement. Later on, you might have less as it's becoming normalized. So how do I kind of evaluate um, my role in it as we're moving through those stages? Um, For me, as an example, the online campus team is a much newer team than the digital media team. Mm. So my role as I'm working with and helping Jeff and Morgan with the online campus team might be different from working with and supporting um, uh, Zach and Mike with the digital media team, just because they're in different stages. But how do I kind of evaluate that? And one way that I can do that is think through kind of this series of questions for myself. Um, am I running it? Like I'm actually running the work day in, day out. Right. That's step one. Step two is am I leading it? I'm not running everything, but I am actively leading the team. Then I might move to, am I controlling it? Meaning I'm not leading everything, but I'm still controlling what's going on and what's happening and what we're trying and doing. And then I might move on to, am I attending it? Which means I'm not leading or controlling anything, but I'm there present to kind of watch everything that's going on. Am I attending it? Then I might move to, am I knowing everything that happened? So I'm no longer leading it, controlling it. I'm not attending everything, but I still know everything that's going on. Right. And then I might move on to, okay, now I don't really even know everything that's going on, but I am available to close any gaps that come up. Hey, the team is running, they're doing their thing, they're figuring out their plan, but if something comes up, I'm called in to cover a gap. Got it. But then, and then the last one is, have I released it? So I'm kind of thinking through, as I'm moving through these stages, what role am I playing? And if I'm not moving through the roles, then I'm probably not building and developing the team mm. as we move through the stages 
so that I don't have to be the planning guy forever on right. everything. Right. Am I running it, leading it, controlling it, attending it, knowing everything going on with it, covering gaps, or releasing it? And I could literally talk through the different teams and projects that we're working on and ask, okay, what am I actually doing? Right. And is that aligned with the stage that we're in? Right. So those are the first two parts, kind of the stage and what role am I playing? And then the last one is just three quick questions to figure out, kind of uh, check in on <laughs> kind of how things are going. Yeah. I could say, hey, would this team project initiative, whatever it is, would it break without me? Like if I walked away today, would it break? Mm -hmm. Would it run without me? Like, hey, if I walked away, it's not gonna break, it's gonna run. Yeah. Or lastly, would it grow without me? Meaning if I walked away, are the people in place, the systems, tools, plans in place for it to grow and thrive and advance without me? Yeah. And that's a good way to understand, um, is what we have set up something that I am now in a place to back away from some of the active planning, kind of knowing the plan, mm -hmm. having the plan, not because those things don't exist anymore, but because I'm as the leader not playing the role in creating them, evangelizing them, normalizing them, and so forth. Mm. The folks are in, the, in place to do that. But until that's happened, you can't just walk away and delegate everything. Right. Um, so uh, as you think about um, what is my role in terms of the planning and execution, those are some ways to think through what stage are we in, what role am I playing, and is it working? Yeah, yeah. I love these, the, the whole the whole scorecard, inventory, whatever kind of term we want to land on for it. If someone is in a stage of building their team and is perhaps hanging on to a leader role, like you do, like you, you running it, leading it, controlling it, attending, etc., and those are out of alignment, like the stage is really calling for something different than perhaps where we were at as a leader at that time. What are some of the signs that there may be a misalignment in your brain? I'm kind of throwing that to you sure, on yeah, the yeah, spot, yeah. but sure. what might be some of the signs that there's you're not aligned with the right leader role for the stage that you're in? Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is um, where are you at with, and I'll give an acronym, PERPT, Mm -hmm. Where are you at with PERT with the people that you have put in place to build and lead this team? Mm -hmm. And PERT is plan, execute, generate results, build confidence, establish trust. Mm -hmm. So as you're building a team and you're working through these stages, you should be working through that process with the leaders that you're putting in place. Mm -hmm. Are they planning, executing, generating results, building confidence and establishing trust? And if they are over the course of these stages, you are able to back back away and let them do that and be in a healthy alignment between the stage that you're in and the role that you're playing. If those things are not misaligned, are not aligned, they're misaligned. It might be because uh, you haven't been building that confidence and trust mm. to let that transition happen, or you're maybe struggling with some real self-control issues. We'll sure. set that aside for a second. But <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind, have you been doing that as you've been working through the stages? Yeah. Um, one of the things I even like to do as I sometimes as I bring someone new on, I literally share that idea with them. Mm. P-E-R-C-T. Like this is the process you and I are gonna go through. Mm. 
as you begin to take over this area and become prepared to, to lead it in a way that it will grow and thrive without me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great, that's a great answer. And again, you mentioned these will be this, uh, this inventory uh, scorecard will be in the show notes and folks can use that to reference and, and look back on after the, after the session today. So for sure. And we can unpack it more when we do our, totally. our get together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've done a lot in terms of thinking. I mean, even everything you just went through just now is designed to help us to reflect, to think about where we are as a leader and then be able to make adjustments. Um, we didn't want to leave everybody with no practical <laughs> tools. <laughs> so we do have some tactical tools, some places to start. And Brian, you've got a quick list and even some folks on our team who are really um, experts in these particular tools and mechanisms just to help people get going as they're making their plans. And these are some of the ways and things that they can uh, access and reference um, to, to get them going. So let's do the rundown of those real quick too. Yeah, we won't go through how all of them work, but I'm gonna give you four uh, specific tools as you're looking to create a plan that you, you'd probably wanna consider putting in place. And then I haven't talked to any of these people, but I'm gonna <laughs> mention they'll, some, be, they'll be totally cool with it. Some yeah. people <laughs> that will probably be fine helping you with actually how to use these tools. Um, and they kind of go in an order. Uh, first is a roadmap. The roadmap helps you plan your load and dependencies over time. Uh, without a roadmap, oftentimes what we want to do is put everything that's important in the plan to be done this week. <laughs> right, right. And it just doesn't actually help us plan out our load, yeah. help us know what, what steps are dependent on what other steps. That's the roadmap. That's first. Uh, if you need help with the roadmap, Zach Applegate's a great guy mm. to help understand and develop a roadmap. That's number one. Number two is a, an actual planning tool, and I'm just gonna suggest the A3. We've been using that a lot more at Sandals Church. There's lots of tools. This is a good one that we've been using. This helps you map your initiatives down to your actual activities that are tied to goals. So this is, the roadmap is now mapping those initiatives down to activities that are tied to goals. Um, and for help with understanding and setting up an A3, I'd point you to Jonathan Millen. He's got a lot of um, understanding of that tool and mm -hmm. experience with how it works. So A3, Jonathan Millen. Number three, okay, what is the management tool to actually collaborate daily and get work done? And one tool that we use a lot at Sandals is monday.com. Lots of teams use it. Lots of teams are familiar with it. It's a great tool for collaborating and getting work done. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want help setting up and understanding that tool, Scott Schutte is great for helping set up and understand that tool. Um, as well as most of the folks on his team. So roadmap, a planning tool like the A3, a management tool like monday.com, and then lastly is the budget, which is how we align resources to the plan. How are we gonna spend money uh, against this plan um, in order to accomplish it? And of course, Dan Ross is incredibly skilled mm. at budgets, and so if you're looking for help setting up and understanding your budget, Dan Ross. Awesome, those are great. Uh, Brian, we have arrived. We have, arrived. we have arrived at the like end of <laughs> our Relatable and our How series, both of those together. Want to give you opportunity here as we come to the close. Any final kind of big ideas or thoughts around leadership? We focused a lot on who we are as leaders and how we actually do the work as leaders. Um, a lot of great things along the way. All the show notes and episodes are going to be available. Uh, for folks to listen back to if they need, but yeah, gonna let you land us with a, a last <laughs> leadership thought as we kind of close uh, this this session out. Yeah, a last leadership thought might be just the how would you define a leader question, which I think lots of people have tried to decide define leader and leadership. 
Um, I don't know if this is the definitive definition, uh, but one way to define a leader would be a seer, someone who can see. Um, they see themselves and they see their team. And that's the relatable part of being a leader. I can see myself clearly, I mm. can see my team. They're seen, known, and noticed. Um, and then the second part is they see the destination and the path, which is the how part. I can see myself, I can see my team, and I can see where we need to go and how we're gonna get there. Mm. And I think that kind of encapsulates the relatable part of a leader manager and the how part of a leader manager, which I think are critical components as we play that role of closing the gap mm. between our team's emotional connection with the vision and mission and their belief in the team and work. Boom, that's it. Thanks, man. As always, Mr. Brian, Supreme Ally Commander himself, <laughs> um, thank you for all of your wisdom. Um, our team really is is blessed by you and the rest of our executive leaders and so many of our managers. Um, we're just we're benefiting from the years and collected experience that you have and the way that you're able to articulate it. Um, I really enjoyed these times and our conversations, and I think our team is really gleaning a lot and growing because of them. So. Thanks for offering the, the wisdom of the, v, of the VC. Cool. So, Thank you. I love doing it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.